Wait. You're not eating my discarded flesh, are you? How could you even ask such a thing? Of course I tried eating you, but your flesh was too spicy. Thanks to years of Labarbera's curried goat, no doubt. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 7, The Six Million Dollar Mon. So, Ben. Yes. I, I've heard a lot of things from our investors. You know, we run Back to the Futurama Enterprises together. But mm-hmm. but a lot of the talk to our in, investors, our consumers falls on me. And that's fine. I, I like this responsibility. But they're, they're asking, they want, no, they don't want, they demand that we diversify. We've made a lot of great films. We've made a lot of great TV shows. But they want us to diversify. So I want to, to announce to you and our listeners today our diversification plans. Okay. You may have heard some other companies out there doing their own thing. However, we're going to do it better. Introducing BTTF coin, (laughs) our (laughs) cryptocurrency. That explains her tweet from earlier today, but okay. Continue. That is fine. Also, this is, (laughs) that tweet was three weeks ago in the fiction of the podcast. (laughs) This, this, uh, new, Back to the Futurama coin is so futuristic that uh, we are now three weeks into the future. See? What magic can't it do? You have blockchain, I'm sure. That's a thing. Uh You have uh, wallets. Yeah, those are things. You can do that all with BTDF coin. And somehow we get money out of it. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So uh, let's say I want to buy into this thing that's definitely not a scam. Definitely not. We How? are we are a legitimate business that makes films and TV shows. Uh-huh. Although, uh, at this point, if you're a cop, you have to tell us legally. Mm-hmm. Um, or the podcast, please. Please don't break us so, break down right okay. now. Okay. So, we're going to start We're gonna start our own cool cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just a cryptocurrency, a cool cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be better than so, the rest, obviously. So many cryptocurrencies so, just aren't cool. And we are, we are, we see that. And we are jumping at it. So let's say I want to buy into this. Definitely not a scam. How do I do this? First, you have to get Tor. Okay. That is the the secure web browser. Uh-huh. Wink. Uh-huh. The onion router is what it stands for. I know a thing or two about the dark web. Sure. I wanted to explain for our listeners that may not. <laughs> I know a thing or two about explaining things to listeners who don't know about, about the dark web. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. So then you have to go to... Okay, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. It is now. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> let's just. Uh, so you Were just. You, are, am I giving too many details or not enough? <laughs> I'm just. I don't uh, know. So okay, we have three weeks to get this set up. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even want to know what the hell we're gonna find on that 
address you just provided. I'm just. I was actually right. Uh huh. Oh, that's awesome. I just don't. I'm just. I don't. Oh, you're gonna bleep this out. I, I know that. I don't guarantee. <laughs> I don't guarantee anything at that site. Okay, is all I'm saying. You know, from from listen from feedback from internal external sources, I think we're shutting down. Okay, cool. Instead, you need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope. I didn't have an end to that sentence. Uh, <laughs> to the Space Needle. Now, now, hold on. I know this sounds weird, but trust me. you We have a couple of different steps to get you that cryptocurrency that you desperately need. And then in six to eight weeks, you will get... you will What you'll get is a piece of paper in that envelope that you sent to us with a UUID. That UUID is your is your BTTF coin. Okay, that all sounds very easy and not at all needlessly complicated. Um that's what the regulators so, want us to do. So, if I so I I buy my BTTF coin. Mm-hmm. Uh what can I do with this uh amazing new product that is definitely a real thing mm-hmm. and not at all a scam? Uh we can I mean certainly uh you can go to the Back to the Futurama uh team store. Um, where you can get all your Back to the Futurama uh, jerseys, you know your uh-huh. uh, your hats, yep, yep. yep. naturally, mm-hmm. um, your uh, baseball bats. Okay, cool. Branded, branded, don't, all branded. Don't commit any crimes. No, with no, those. no, no. This is not a. We're a team store. We're a, for. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I not mention this for the the for the cryptocurrency? We are a baseball team. Did I not oh, indicate okay. that? Okay, no. Um, that definitely explains the Space Needle thing, though, because it's basically just a giant bat Ex- or see, a giant exactly. penis. I would like a big robot penis. See, it's ex- one of those two things. I'm ninety percent well, sure. Because we're a baseball team, we're calling it a bat for the podcast. We might call it a robot penis, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> but, it can be two things. Yeah, like you'll get you'll get baseballs. You'll Isn't get- every baseball bat just also a robot penis when it comes down to it? I mean, if we're talking about the bender being wooden on that island, I guess we could go with that. So okay, all right. So I can I'm gonna buy my Back to the Futurama team merchandise yeah. uh, a bat with my face on it mm-hmm. which sort of implies wait to- a bat with your face and a ball with my face <laughs> so that when you hit the, bat- the ball with the bat now kids <laughs> you're making us kids very forcefully <laughs> but you know what you can do whatever you want with your back to the futurama coin a definitely real thing that's not a scam that certainly will happen in the three weeks between when we recorded this and when we will release it okay that all sounds perfectly above board um thank you for for working with back to the future on my enterprises so i don't know what just happened <laughs> but we should probably uh now that we are apparently uh dealing in currencies mm-hmm. uh the cool cryptocurrency the cool cryptocurrency it's the coolest one uh, according to forbes it's a, it's amazing Forbes knew about this before uh, we announced it, but you know what? We do have they, some... Uh, they write all their stuff six weeks ahead. Well, the, the, so, well that's true. Mm-hmm. They also have a, a mole inside uh, Back to the Futurama Enterprises, and they have been dealt with. And his name is Steve. He's a, he's a very cute little naked mole rat. It's cool. He's fine. <laughs> uh, now that we're trading in the cool coolest cryptocurrency, according to Forbes... We should probably back that up with some product, which is our uh, podcast. I don't know. <laughs> some cryptos don't seem to be backed up with that. <laughs> so why why do we need to do that? 
Um, we should still probably do the podcast, though. You know, just in the unlikely event that that nobody sends any self self addressed stamped envelopes to the Space Needle and gets in on this exciting new product. Oh yes, I can think of nothing more to be excited about. I I just I can't imagine when this podcast gets released and everyone is just breaking down their doors to the envelope st- store to go buy envelopes to send them to the Space Needle so that they can get their, their Bitcoin. All these millennials. Their, I'm sorry, not Bitcoin, wink. Uh, back to the f- BTTF coin. All these millennials can be like, what's a stamp? They don't know. Anyways, so let's talk about... Wow. <laughs> some strong millennial uh, let's, let's, anti-millennial take. I'm a millennial. It's fine. Let's talk about... I see about a self-hating millennial. The $6 we million see. Dollar Mon. We <laughs> start out at planet express and hermes comes down from the platform for this the plat i say that like there's a platform always there he comes down from this floating platform in this really epic looking way and he announces that it is time for the annual performance review with a twist and then he pulls a little thing on his shirt and his firing tie comes out that's it's shocking and scaring because you know frankly that's not something that happens all the time so uh he says that the lowest rated employee probably zoidberg will be fired at sundown zoidberg yeah it it seems very that he's uh 100 telegraphing that it is going to be zoidberg and uh so we have a little bit where hermes is going around to every employee and uh kind of taking notes on them seeing you know giving them each points and figuring yeah. out who is uh basically the weakest weakest link mm-hmm. goodbye um mm-hmm. yeah remember that show and how everyone was like you are the weakest link goodbye and mm-hmm. everyone was like ha ah, that's it's referencing that show yep that was uh-huh. pretty much the end it of was that the, it was the dark times yeah when that was a catchphrase that everybody wanted to say to each other it's it's a mean thing to say mm-hmm and I'm not here for it. What is... Even though I did reference it earlier, but I just said the goodbye part. You already said the weakest link part. What is the best game show catchphrase? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. Correct. So, um... who I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a good grade on my performance review this year. So, Amy is like, well, I just... I help the professor with whatever he needs, and the professor is busy just snoozing and taking 100% a nap 100 percent, just napping it up and she's like what's that yeah i'll snore into the lamp uh-huh and so she does and you know so she's really just faking her whole way through this well she doesn't review. want to get fired i don't i i agree like don't get fired there's the firing tie is already out he's not even he is photo telegraphed the fact that there's going to be a firing i don't want to be on the end of that firing stick okay but also it's planet express so really, there are two modes of Planet Express. Okay. Being like totally easy and just watching all my circuits all day and sure. nothing's happening. Or flying into a hive of space bees that are going to definitely kill you and everything is going to be awful and you're going to die. There is no middle ground working I suppose at Planet you're Express. Correct. Don't get me wrong. Those downtimes are just like, cool, what's up? I'm getting paid to watch TV right now. Sure. That's awesome. Like I'm into that. The space bees, a lot less. I don't, I don't really want that job. Even if it averages out to like normal job, mm-hmm. I will, I will forego the space bees. Yeah, the stress of the space bees seems to disqualify it for me personally. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a thing I want to enjoy. So unless 
that good, good, uh, what is it, the nectar that they get? The queen's uh-huh. jelly? Uh-huh. Oh, so good. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pay other people to do that, and I don't. That's fair. I don't want to go get that myself. But one spoonful and you're asleep, and boom, that sounds so nice right now. <laughs> it does. I'm so, so tired. <laughs> me too. I'm recovering from strep throat right now, which is just it's it's kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. So you know, just sleeping just like for a couple of days sounds great. Oh yeah. Hermes asks Leela. Hey, couldn't we just like fire you and let Friar Bender fly the ship? I want to point out sh- strong, strong uh, start to that sentence. Hey, can we just fire you? Hey, should we just? Can we just? Should we just? Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, uh, Lila points out that he is standing on their air hole. Mm-hmm. Or so, air hose. Sorry, mm-hmm. not air hole. That's weird. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I will say that if my boss came up to me and was like. Couldn't we just fire you? Like that would that would throw me way off guard, and I'd be like, "I'd prefer it if you don't." <laughs> like I don't even know what I'd say to that. Like huh. you want you want to get someone's real feelings on their job out. You say, "Hey, couldn't we just fire you?" Although I wouldn't recommend HR might have some things to say about that. Yeah, check with your HR department first before doing uh, that or any other advice well, from think, Back to the I Futurama. <laughs> that's you should definitely ha- get some co- uh, agreement to before you do anything we suggest. That is a good. That is a good point. Um, that being said, I don't think I think with Hermes and the fact that Planet Express is so small, he kind of is HR. I think you're correct. So not great. When you're like, hey, HR, should I say this? Yes, I am also HR. Scruffy's response is that basically he does pipes and toilets and... Uh, toilets and boilers, boilers and toilets, and that one boiling toilet, mm-hmm. which is terrifying to me. Uh-huh. Well, and he, he adds uh, after that, fire me if you dare, because like, you know what? Somebody says, I'm the guy who, who gets paid to deal with the boiling toilet. Yeah. I'm going to be like, cool. No, here's a raise, my dude. Yeah, you deserve this. Never, ever leave. Never, ever. Oh, my God, please do not. Uh, He's also, of course, reading some pornography because Scruffy does that. He is reading Astounding Tales of Doing It. You know, I didn't actually notice. (laughs) That's such a great... It's it's very close to Zero G Jugs and how wonderful that is. One and of these, you know, honestly, I think it's a little better. One of these days, I it's I know we've mentioned it before, but one of these days, I really want to just get a big list of every pornographic magazine that Scruffy reads through, throughout the series, and then rank them in order of which one is probably the best. Um, like make a tier list of Scruffy's pornography. That's a good weekend project. That would be a good weekend project. Scratch that. That's a weekend project. still think it would be good but that's i guess my point so at the end of all of this hermes is like okay well i've crunched all the numbers and i figured it all out the most useless employee the biggest drain on our profits is me and he fires himself i really like the fact that he says most of you give half-assed jobs and the others range from 42 percent or to a mere 11 percent gotta be specific with how half-assed or tenth of an ass per, you do percentage of ass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as percentage but yes he he does say that the the biggest drag on profit is the time that hermes wastes on performance reviews which is hilarious to me and well everyone's like no hermes don't do that he's like i've already called the central bureaucracy and then the doorbell rings and he's like they'll be here two min- uh two seconds ago 
Uh, they come to replace him with a robot named Mark 7G. The bureaucrat who drops him off, uh, first of all, I think he was a bureaucrat grade 26, which is important to note. Mm-hmm. Did not catch that, but good um, to note. I mean, you always got to like... You always got to look gotta, at the badge. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very tight bureaucracy. The badge is really, down here. Yeah. The bureaucrat is telling a lot of like oddly like corny, but like sort of risque sort of uh, sort of jokes. Yeah, there. I don't uh, off the top of my head. I can't remember. There's an there's an allusion to who this is. and I don't remember who it is. Paul something. Maybe I got nothing. I'm bad enough with names of people who are actually those people. Like I think it was somebody that was on the match game way back in the 70s. Maybe. I don't know. I got nothing. I I already used up all my Googling in our pre-show banter. It's true. Yeah, if you want to listen to that, go to (laughs) patreon.com. Back to the Futurama is the Patreon, I believe. Yes. But so anyways, so he's he keeps telling all these jokes and everyone there laughs except for Zoidberg, who is just strangely like not laughing at anything he yeah. is totally still the animators did not even animate him well I, he might he, as well have been a background cell that's fair uh he is just very uh very very sad about this situation like everybody is having a good time and and uh zoidberg's just angry because bender starts small talk with mark 7g right after hermes leaves and zoidberg's like you're gonna smooze up to his replacement right right as he's leaving the door um and zoidberg also doesn't realize hermes hates him because he thinks all the insults slash hits were friend teasing yeah he does refer to it as hits which is not great don't do a hit don't do a hit so yes Uh, but that sets up a lot of the situation we've got here so back at the conrad's household hermes is immediately like on the plus side i'll never see zoidberg again which it, which is which dovetails nicely with Zoidberg saying, "I'll never see my friend Fermi's ever again." And La Barbara makes some curried goat, which is so spicy that it burns through the floor and several apartments down below, and then all the way down into hell, where it melts through the robot devil's skull. And then Hermes is like, yeah, "It's pretty good. Could use a little hot sauce." Ben, do you feel seen? Um. No, actually, because really? so here's the thing. I love spicy food and you, you know this. I'm the spicy food guy in our group. You're you're the spiceman. The the ongoing joke is whenever people ask me if something's spicy, I ta- I say, I'm not the one you should be asking because usually I'm like, no, there's no spice in this. And then friend of the podcast, Tema takes a bite and then like you can see her trying to like fan her face a little bit because it's, it's a little spicy. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from. But I've also had ghost peppers, which... uh too spicy for me i hit a plateau just past habanero where i'm like that's the good spot Uh uh-huh that's that's the good it's the good place of spicy Mm -hmm. the good spicy place and then the ghost pepper is the bad spicy place, right so which probably kind of dovetails with the bad (laughs) place so because the thing is uh back home there was this burrito place that really loved their hot sauce and i really loved them for that reason Mm mm-hmm and one time i was like all right finally gonna try the ghost pepper got a burrito nice like chicken burrito put on some ghost pepper sauce Mm -hmm. eating that thing i get about a fourth of the way through that burrito and i'm like man this isn't even spicy at all 
I get about halfway into that burrito, and I'm like, I can't eat anymore. My face is melting. Like, right. just all of Numb the... and... Just flaming, and all my, my various mm. mucuses just, sure. like, trying to fight this, this hotness... So flames it, on the side of my face. Oh, I was thinking it. And I, I made the little... I know. That's uh-huh. what that's what triggered in my brain. Um, I will make the Clue reference if you do not want to. Uh-huh. Next podcast idea, we just watch Clue over and over and over again. So... We could do minute by minute. <laughs> we could. That's not a joke. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I definitely hit a point where I'm just like, nah, man, it's too spicy. I like... I love spice. But it hits a... And I think melting through the robot devil's skull probably too spicy for me well there's only one way to find out ben i've pulled i've uh, brought the uh, curried goat and i'd like you to try it on air please look i will definitely if if you actually had some i would definitely try some anyways because you're ruining I'm a, the illusion because i'm a freaking idiot um <laughs> the illusion ben i didn't want to have to fake uh it being too hot because okay. i'm a bad actor that's that's fair I, I came with bad faith uh, on bringing faking uh, this this bit, and I, you know what, I'm I should I should apologize to you for being so bad at figuring out that this bit could have worked because it didn't. Yeah, this is all on you. So yeah, it really is. Hermes and the Barbara take a walk in the park, and Hermes is real down about himself. La Barbara does the most buck wild way of bringing somebody out of a funk ever by saying, "I'm pregnant, and it's not yours." And right. it's like, just joking. Don't you feel better now? What? What in the world? Except then also she ends with, also I wrecked the car. That's, that, it's it's like managing expectations. So. Like, things are the worst they could ever be. Just kidding. They're just kind of bad. They're, they're still pretty bad, though. You can mm-hmm. get a car fixed. Yeah. Not when you don't have a job, though. That's fair. That takes money. It does, and not everyone got in on our crypto, cool cryptocurrency. Which you did mention, in front of the podcast Emma, and she did. I told friend of the podcast Emma of my bit before I did it, so she is definitely wants to make sure that she gets hers. So she will be part of the ICO, the and she will get exactly what what she needs. She will get whatever percentage that we agree to. So, friend of the podcast Emma, your lawyers can talk to our lawyers. <laughs> so, uh. Anyways, they're having this conversation, and right as she mentions the car thing, Roberto jumps out, literally juggling knives, <laughs> saying that he's going to skin him, and, um, you know, he he just going crazy, and... La Barbara, surprisingly, doesn't want to give up her skin. I mean, you know, you take g- that good care of something, like... Yeah. You know, Roberto can have my skin. I treat this like garbage. Yeah. Same. Right? But, but like, La Barbara, she... That- she Puts she a lot ha- of pride and effort into that skin. She has a routine. So Roberto, regardless of how delicious it would be, she has a routine. Uh, Hermes is like, why don't you just give her your skin? And yeah, she, you know, as as I mentioned, she really does not want does to. Not want and to. Hermes is cowering away because, like, it's Hermes. What's he going to do? That and he says, when I fight machines, the machines always win. Fortunately, a machine shows up and Earl and Schmitty, of course, uh-huh. uh, tell Roberto to freeze and arrest him with a uh, chest harpoon. Yep. And so Roberto gets arrested. And uh, instead of going to jail, somehow 
Earl knows and just apparently has the ability or foresight to be like, you're not going to jail. You're going to the electromagnetic chair. And it pulls him apart live on television. Yeah. It's TV and the year 3012 i guess we are just it this is the final season of futurama we're just killing the robots calculon roberto it's true it's like, like we're done with this i mean you to know be fair i will say roberto has had a pretty good arc and it's time for him to go but see i feel like like game of thrones is just starting to become a thing right so yeah, like so kill all your characters kill, off. kill all the characters off um you know they were probably like Oh, hey, man, um, dies. And, you know, I'm pretending like I'm covering a spoiler, but I've never seen Game of Thrones. So what do I know? <laughs> um, you could just name a character and you're probably right. Uh, no, <laughs> because the, <laughs> because I know the first one that comes to my head is the little uh, uh, Tyrion guy. Is that he's the, the small Tyrion, guy? Yeah, he's the first one that came to my head. And I know he lives to the end. Are you sure? I've yes, <laughs> I've I've read recaps. Thank you very much. Oh, that's how you know these things. Um, spoilers for Game of Thrones somehow accidentally. Yeah, um, Tyrion does not die. So, or does he? Anyways, so uh, the point is they're just hanging out like point? Game of Thrones is like bit getting big, and they're like, oh, well, this this character that everyone loves and Ben definitely is aware of dies. And so, and people love it. So, like, let's take these characters that people love. People love Calculon. People <laughs> sure, love yeah. Roberto. Let's when just I, kill them. When I think of Roberto, I think, man, do I love that robot. I mean, I do go, ha ha, like, all the time. I don't know if it's because you love Roberto the character or just the ha ha. I love making the ha ha. Yeah. It's great. So He had a trait that you kind of liked. Um, also, whenever I see the number 56, I go 56. That's true. That's 56. A- now that's all I can think about. You <laughs> know, good 56 in. I, I do think that's just a legitimately good line. Mm-hmm. Though. Like, um, so I, I, I don't know if, if anyone could have said that in a big good line. So anyways, Roberto's death is because of Game of Thrones. Don't at me. So anyways, Roberto the, gets literally these, ripped apart. These, on television. <laughs> these fan theories gets wilder and wilder every week. Back at Planet Express, they are watching that executioner and um, live on TV. And Fry suggests, "Hey Bender, why don't you become an executioner? You'd get to kill humans and wear a mask." He wants his victims to know him. So, huh? Wow. Uh-huh, that's that was a that. This is like a five second thing. That's super dark for no reason. That is a lot of information in two sentences. Yeah. Um, Hermes comes in and wants to talk to Bender alone. Fry walks away, but hides behind some lockers to eavesdrop on the conversation. While also Leela and Amy are naked in the shower sure. and being like, Fry come into the shower to rub lotion all over Leela. Yeah. Um, uh, Amy's like, D- please, please do it. Leela punishes me when, when I don't use enough. And it's like, huh? Not as much information in in those sentences as the ones we just got about Bender. It's but, true. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, this is when we switch back to Bender, who says he knows a guy, and Bender and Hermes walk out. So we got none of that conversation. Mm-hmm. We get to find out pretty quick though, because they go to Filthy Town, uh, which I only please, know the name. Please of. Please don't take me to Filthy Town. I only know the name of because 
Bender says that that Yuri runs the most sanitary surgical parlor in Filthy Town. I did not catch that. I was like, oh, crap, he has a name. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the guy who previously uh, tried to sell Fry uh, Z-Ray Eye. Mm-hmm. And Gills. And Gills. Yeah. I literally had written down the doctor that, ne- the doctor in quotes, of course, that nearly gave Fry Gills. And then they mentioned his name. is like, crap, 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 crap. He's got a name. Hermes wants something to make him less inferior to machinery. So later he comes home and he now has a harpoon in his chest. Which clarification he. he oh, he, fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. He has a a, mo, a, a body he, mod he has, to be able to fire a harpoon out of his he chest. He has had a harpoon installed into his chest that he can fire. Mm-hmm. Having a harpoon in your chest usually means something <laughs> very different. That's fair. That is a fair point. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Because otherwise, I said it weird. So, um, yeah, back at Planet Express, um, Amy is like, you know, I'm kind of a harpoon snob, and that thing is gorgeous, which says a lot about Amy. But I, she's shown this before. She's she's harpooned things before. Uh-huh. She was. It's weird that in this like last couple of seasons, it becomes a a canonical trait of Amy that she's just like loves harpoons i i'm fine with it i love the fact that there's continuity yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um but he she does ask him do you really need chest artillery which is such a great phrase Mm -hmm. i love it weird that they're giving amy so much character development before they inevitably kill her off because game of thrones was big and game of thrones killing everybody off Mm -hmm. hasn't amy like died like three times in the show and like (laughs) been brought back um hasn't everybody died at least once in the show and been brought back i don't understand yeah, I guess so. Um, they definitely okay. This the plot gets thicker. So here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones stealing from Futurama. There we go. Game of Thrones was so amazing because of Futurama. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got I, it. I see you, George R. R. Martin. Now go finish some ch- pages, please. They were like, you know what? People love that freaking show about the guy in the future mm-hmm. that was the, the Simpsons guy did it. Yep. And also a dog died and everyone got real sad about that. Man. So let's <laughs> let's do a, sh- uh, a book where everyone dies and also it gets turned into a movie with Sean Bean's in it. And I'm pretty sure he dies. Um, when does Sean Bean not die? Right. So I watched one episode of Game of Thrones. The <laughs> you one, got, the you very got first, the very first episode. Frankly, you got enough. I was like, you know what? I like Sean Bean's character. No way he lives to the end, though. It's Sean Bean. It's Sean Bean. <laughs> we know this. Like that was the first note that everybody should have been like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If because I I remember starting to watch Game. Of, let's just talk about Game of Thrones because we kind of want to do it. Um, I remember like I'd not read any of the books, so I started watching Game of Thrones because my wife was like, "You have to watch this. It's so good. Oh my goodness!" So I watched it. I was like, "Okay, all right. No, there's some neat things. It's uh, political intrigue." And then the end of the uh, end of season one, I'm like, "Sean Bean. I mean, what have you, they you, done to my knew, my Sean Bean? You knew it was coming. If I ever get to make my own movie with no constraints, and I get to call all the shots, and everyone wants to work with me and agrees to do it." No questions asked. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a movie where Sean Bean is the only person alive at the end of the movie. I like that. Alternatively, I want to make a movie where the same constraints where Sean Bean dies every minute. And then I make a (laughs) podcast about it and the Sean Bean dying podcast. Okay. The minute podcast. Yeah. Has someone done a podcast about Sean Bean 
dying. My lord, they should. Let's look into that. So anyway, maybe we should. Should we? <laughs> Is that the right tone for uh, the next podcast we do? Um, I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Let's talk. We'll figure it out. So <laughs> how many how many concepts have we come up for in the 40. last? <laughs> so <laughs> um, Hermes goes back to Planet Express. We all we got way off topic because of harpoons, but that's fine. Uh, and Game of Thrones. So Hermes is like, hey, Mark G7. Uh, was that his name? I, I have it as 7G, but 7G. You, it, I could have. I was thinking them. of I guitar chords. Anyway, that's fair. Mark 7G. Get that box off of that tall shelf. And he can't. It, it's very cute because it, it's like this huge boxy robot and it like jumps a little bit. And it's super cute. And I'm just like, you got it. You got it, buddy. But you he can do doesn't. This. He Aww. can't do it. And then Hermes shoots the harpoon out of his chest, gets the box off the top shelf, and then... Uh, kind of just throws it away. Yeah. And he's like... Because it's kitchen records. He's like, well, Mark 7G, hand me my personnel file. And then he stamps on his form, rehired, and it somehow erases the... Well, he kind of does a thing with the 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 uh, the stamp to re- to roll it, so it says rehired, and it basically fits right over where it says fired. Okay, clever. That's some accuracy. It's it's bureaucratic incre- accuracy. Exactly. I wasn't paying that close of attention to like how that happened. Mm-hmm. I just looked down, and then all of a sudden, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. Um. So uh, I feel really bad for Mark 7G in this moment because it's like my best. It wasn't good. enough. It just wasn't good. enough. And I'm like, you're a character that shows up for about five seconds. I don't know why I love you and why you're my I, son so bad. I couldn't even remember his name. I thought he was a guitar chord. I stand Mark 7G. So uh, then at that point, the professor's teeth fall down the disposal. I, I do want to point out that after Hermes get, rehires himself, I'm not, it's weird. Uh, Zoidberg hugs him and tells him he missed him terribly. And Hermes like, you do everything terribly. And Zoidberg says, and this is important. He, I only worry when you don't insult me. Yes. So, um, so yes, now we get fall to, down. We get to the teeth fall down. Go boom. Scruffy just doesn't want to do any. He, it's, it's not, not a, a toilet not a, and it's not a boiler. So, so pass. Mm-hmm. Hermes says, I guess I got to go get my hand tools. And Bender's like, why don't you just go get some extendo arms to grab it? And then as he does that, he uses his extendo (laughs) arms, grabs it out of there and throws it back in. Yeah. I just like, he's like, so I'm not going to help. I'm just going to demonstrate. I could help. Yeah. I'm going to make a point. That is the most Bender moment of all Bender moments. Uh, Hermes says, I don't want to become an emotionless robot like you, Bender. So, um, but Mark 7G says, maybe I should get an extendo arm. And ben, and Hermes is like, I'm going to go get one now. And so at that point, Hermes goes and gets an extendo arm. Fry says, it seems like a lot of trouble to cut off your arm for a drain snake. You know, it kind of is. But at the same time, it's not, though. It's there, pretty rad. There are a lot of interchangeable accessories, like a jackhammer for some reason. I mean, have you ever just been like, that sounded real infomercial. Have- <laughs> 
Have you ever had this happen to you? And then like a, a <laughs> shot of like a, a guy who's like trying to get in his car, mm-hmm. but there's like a big boulder in the way or something. Sure. A, a normal situation. And then like a cool clip of him like trying to push it out of the way. And then he like slips down because like he, he slips and falls over because he's trying to push this big heavy boulder away. And there's some kind of weird sound effect like. Uh-huh. And it's all in black and white. And of course. he's also kind of overweight to point out that like. He sucks because that's what infomercials do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do code that, don't uh-huh. they? <laughs> oh. And then it cuts to a full color shot of a really attractive dude with an extendo arm. And then it just extends out and he's got a jackhammer there. And then he just jackhammers that freaking rock out of the way. And he gets to drive to work and all the ladies love him. It just feels like this is what Mr. Popeil would want. Three easy payments of 1999. So Three? That's a... That's a steal. So I'll take eight. Eight, <laughs> eight extendo arms. Crafty consumer. I'm going to be a, a jackhammer octopus. <laughs> That's my new band name. Because <laughs> it's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, it's actually, I don't hate it. Yeah. Jackhammer octopus. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. That. I think huh. we can do something with that. I think we probably could. <laughs> I mean, we have been talking for for years about merch. Maybe we throw that on there and say, so, this is the Back to the Future. I'm a merch you wanted. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, he's, he's, wow. he's got this great thing. Uh, veggie peeler, uh, pipe bending jig, which... Uh, Bender's like, a robot that can bend? Amazing. And uh, he is so wonderful. Zoidberg asks what Hermes did with the old body parts, and... His body parts are just in this like paper bag in sure. the fridge. He's he's like, didn't you not want to go wild with uh, modifications? And he's like, don't be a spoil sport. And Hermes is like, such a mild ill insult. I'm concerned. So he gives the uh, body parts to Zoidberg uh, at Zoidberg's dumpster. He kind of uh, assembles a weird effigy of of Hermes using his limbs and kind of pretends that Hermes is insulting him. Mm-hmm. And it's very odd. It's like a it's like a uh, Hermes made out of trash and then also an arm. Yeah, there's a lot of concern that I have. And uh, he does sort of a Hermes voice where he says it smells in here like a green snake or something else Jamaican. I, the joke lands, though. I like that. It's very good. <laughs> like Zoidberg is definitely trying out some material. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm into it. Put a pin in that one. So back at at uh, the Conrads, Hermes is uh, in bed, and uh, they're he and LaBarbera are, are turning down for mm. bed. He is just cornrowed LaBarbera's hair, taking two to three hours out of her day, and just, uh, or maybe is... maybe they just woke up because I guess she's I don't know I don't I, know how that I, works. I, I'm not sure. But two to three hours uh, time savings is a huge deal. So uh, he goes to adjust his glasses with his robot hand and breaks them because mm. he doesn't know. It's a robot hand. He it doesn't know what he's doing. crushes him. Just shattered. So he's like, I'll be back in a second. And then he comes back and he's got a big Cylon eye with that little red dot going back and forth. Yeah. And then... And then... Um, <laughs> and the lights go out. And... Um, <laughs> And then there's a second little red dot down down in the crotchular area. And uh, LaBarbera turns the lights on and says, some things are not meant to be Cyloned. Disagree. So anyway. Strong take from Ben from Back to the Futurama. Um, but- I'm, I, I, frankly, 
am going to be anti-Cyloning down there. My notes say Hermes apparently has Cylon dick <laughs> with a big question mark. You've come out and said it. I've come out and said it. We, you will not be embarrassed to say Cylon dick. Have I ever been embarrassed to say Cylon dick? That's fair, but kids listen to this. Do they? They do not. I don't. Th- I'm still surprised people do. If you're a kid, tweet. Uh, get Wait, your parents' co- permission to tweet <laughs> at Back to Futurama. And then I we will respond with, "Why would you let them do this?" <laughs> uh, back at planet- you have control of the situation, and you said, "Yes, this is fine." Um, maybe so many challenging maybe thoughts we've given. Finally, we're the ones who like when you go to the website and it's like, "Are you over 18? And then like the the you know kids are like clicking yes and making up fake birthdays maybe we're finally the ones that the kids are like yeah i'm totally an adult and then like they listen to this illicit content cylon dig (laughs) is that how we get listeners now is that what our uh, what our strategy is coming from somewhere i don't know i honestly i i don't know where and and I, I'm I'm a little concerned about the the Cylon dick, to be honest. Back at Planet Express, Hermes is now a really huge ho- uh, robot. Yes, I think something we we forgot to mention right before this is that LaBarbera's like, you can't, you promise me you won't get any more upgrades. But he says, I promise with one. Right. One, he has his robot hand behind his back and he has two of the tongs. Right. He crossed. basically crosses his robot fingers. And then, yeah, we get a smash cut to Planet Express where he is a huge Hulkin robot. He is Mecha Hermes. With, like, tank treads for instead of feet. Mm. And, like, he's made out of, like, this golden metal that's mm. super shiny. He's got a really shiny metal ass now. Which Bender is like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Bender gets a little jealous of I, the metal ass. I think I, ba- I'm jealous of that metal ass. And, uh, boy, I can't wait for that to be clipped and turned into a ringtone. So, uh, uh, the, the difference between the only difference we find out from Hermes between Mecha Hermes and a normal robot is that he still has the one thing a robot will never have a human brain. Um, Zoidberg tries to get Mecha Hermes to insult him and Mecha Hermes has no interest in such nonsense. Mm hmm. Zoidberg also does ask for the the rest of the body parts, and uh, Mecha Hermes is like, "You're not trying to eat those, are how, you? How dare you ask me this? Of of course I tried to eat you, but you're too spicy, <laughs> which is such such a buck wild thing to say." Yeah, it's it's a little even in the the scope of Futurama, it's a little out there. There's so many buck. I mean, I get I get he's a weird alien, but weird. Later on at the Laugh Foundry, which is a comedy club of some sort, Zoidberg is performing this act where he has this Hermes dummy made out of Hermes literal body parts. <laughs> um, and Zoidberg is actually getting some laughs. It's a good, it's he, a good little bit. I'd argue he's killing. Like people are in it, into it. Mm-hmm. It is literally just little Hermes delivering. Just brutal insults to Zoidberg. Now, I've never seen an actual ventriloquism act before. Okay. I want to know, is it just a cartoon cliche or is it really how ventriloquists do their act where most of it is the dummy being like 
sup you're stupid and i'm better than you in every way i have watched some jeff dunham it does seem that way okay because i i am doing a bob's burgers rewatch right now and i literally just the other night watched the episode where they are all on a cruise ship and gene falls in love with the dummy that's a manatee and and the, that <laughs> manatee dummy is bob's burgers the next podcast we need to look do. i love bob <laughs> it's so good bob's burgers is one of the best shows on tv so and I, that's a fact so it's so good you're right um but yeah and so but that ventriloquist's act was the exact same where it's just like sup i'm this saucy manatee who's great and sexual and amazing and the ventriloquist is a stupid idiot that i'm stuck with I, I can't joke about having her hand up my bum. I think the only well, the, yeah, that that joke just kills. Um, but I think the I mean, I've watched some Jeff Dunham and some of it is on the joke is on the ventriloquist. Sometimes the joke is on the dummy because I know that there's that um kind of stereotypical uh, Muslim dunny, dummy that he has and is really gross. OK. And he puts the joke on that and it's kind of r- real rough. So what you're saying is ventri- ventriloquism is bad or it's worse? No. Well, fair. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is bad or it's worse. Okay. I imagine there's some good ventriloquists out there that are doing edgy, not edgy, but meta and like cutting edge comedy with it. If you're a ventriloquist, have your dummy tweet at Back to the Futurama. I want that so badly. I want to get somebody f- like Jeff underscore dummy to send me a send me send us a tweet and being like i'm a ventriloquist dummy you can't see my mouth moving no you see the dummy's mouth oh move. sorry you don't you don't see that oh, dummy. no uh-huh. you don't oh you know what i mean like you, you, i don't need to write every tweet for you guys so you guys know what you're doing mecca hermes is filled with regret uh at this act uh he regrets that he still has one more body part from his original body and he wants to get a robot brain implant the ultimate upgrade and even Yuri, the the guy in in Filth Town, uh-huh. is like, no one in his right mind would do that. Smash cut to the professor laughing, <laughs> with with lightning and thunder in the background. Uh, they are going into the robot cemetery with Me- uh, he is he's taking Mecha Hermes and Bender, and they find a freshly dug grave. And yeah, they, uh, as Bender says, let's exhum a zoom zoom. And they sure do. They, That's such a thing. They uh, grab this robot body. And as they're going off, we find out that the uh, with the brain, they find out that uh, we find out, excuse me, dramatic irony. We see mm-hmm. that the grave is Roberto's. I'm shocked. Shocked. Not that shocked. You know what they say about killing a robot in the first act? You got to bring that robot back. It was back inspired in the third. by Game of Thrones. Dang it. <laughs> I feel like I always get the pun- the the lead up and they get the punchline wrong in that joke and I I I will do better for you, Ben. Okay. I don't believe it, but we'll, we'll see. So, um harsh but fair. Back at the lab, Zoidberg is entertaining the crowd with his, his dummy he calls Lil Hermes. It's such a great name. And it's the same size as regular Hermes. It's so funny. <laughs> and so uh 
there's a great bit here where the because it's all dark and yeah. and foggy and Got the professor's like fire lit torches mm-hmm. on the sides. The professor's like open the dome and unleash the powers of the heavens. And then it opens and it's a bright sunny day and he's like ah now I can see what I'm doing. That's it's so good. It's just incredible. It was pretty phenomenal. Um, at this point, like they're getting ready for this operation, La Barbara shows up to stop because she says quote i got a text about it from little hermes i love see this is the thing this is the tweet we're asking for i love the concept of a ventriloquist dummy sending electronic messages i love the idea it's Um, terrific to me so uh yeah the uh, uh she gives this this impassioned speech about how uh she doesn't want to lose hermes and how you know if he goes through with it he's just not gonna have a wife and son anymore because they're gonna leave and after all of that the professor decides not to do the operation um because this this big emotional speech pointed out that hermes might have litigious survivors yeah especially because la barbara tells him i'll commence divorce proceedings um uh hermes says i'm going to get this operation whether or not i have to do whatever so he puts the building under lockdown and when the professor refuses to do it and you say you can't make me do this he encourages him air quotes with an encouragement drill ah uh, yes the encouragement drill i feel very encouraged when i see that encouragement drill i mean if someone was coming at me with a drill i'd be pretty encouraged to do pretty much whatever they say that's fair that's um, that's why i get really angst, a, a, antsy at the dentist right coming with a drill and i'm just encouraged to uh i guess just sit there right i mean i won't do anything you don't want me to do doc dentist mm-hmm. um dr dentist so zoidberg offers to perform the surgery himself with his clumsy claws no with the dexterity of little hermes which is the funniest. <laughs> like, I... Because I'm pretty sure, like, he picks up the scalpel and, like, tosses it between his hands. Like, he's, he's like... And, like, uh, plays with his fingers, like, go like, all... Uh, rolling it between his yeah. fingers. And, like, how does Zoidberg have that much control over a puppet that is a dead Hermes? Yeah, with the clumsy claws he has. It's... I don't know, but I love it. Um, And then we get a Monster Mash parody, which... which <laughs> Okay. Which I loved. So I, I went, loved. It was wonderful. I want to point out that I forgot most of this episode. Like, I, I, I was watching it. And I'm like, I don't think I've seen this episode. Like, how did I not see this? I don't think I've seen <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't remember it until I saw Zoidberg with the dummy yeah. at the, the comedy show. I'm like, Agreed. okay, cool. No, I remember this now. But I still obviously didn't remember it very well. And so when they're in the lab... I was suddenly reminded of the the line I was working in a lab late one night and I just I was like I'm going to tell this whole story about this tweet that I saw about about the monster mash. Uh-huh. Usually I don't like plan out my tangents, but this time I was like, <laughs> oh no, because I saw this great tweet about the monster mash. It was really hilarious. And then they did it. So I was I was all up already in the monster mash and then all of a sudden it starts up I'm like no freaking way. <laughs> they they scooped me on the monster mash. They, so I was <laughs> A here for the monster mash and B here for them like reading my freaking brain uh-huh. about the monster mash. And so 
I was double here for it and it was great. And also the amazing tweet was basically like one of those know what your what lingo your kids are using. And it was just abbreviations <laughs> yes. of like I was working in a lab and then the next one is like um uh L O N like late one night. <laughs> and it's just like the whole first bit to Monster Mash. It was a really great tweet. That is that that does I cannot like a say it and tweet. do it justice, but I will dig it out and I will retweet it and it'll be great. <laughs> This podcast is now just us telling you what tweets are good. That sounds like a pretty good podcast. Twitter has so much garbage. Has this ever happened to you? And then black, black and white, white guy scrolling through Twitter mm. and just like it's so much. And like he it's scrolling so fast that he gets dizzy and like his head starts Ooh, rolling like around that. and then he falls out of his desk chair. I also want it to be like comically terrible tweets. in this uh-huh. image. And then cut to a bla- uh, full color shot of a, a very attractive lady uh, listening to Back to the Futurama and then being told what tweets are yeah. really good. And then she can just go to those. Ooh. And then she really enjoys Twitter. Back to the Futurama tweet edition. Only five easy payments of $299. Or five BTTF coins. <laughs> that's a that's a great conversion rate, I think. Or is it? I don't know how I don't money know works. <laughs> I so, don't know how Bitcoin works or um, BTDF coin works. I shouldn't I shouldn't admit that on the podcast considering I announced it. But you know, <laughs> I'm just the figurehead. Um so yeah, the how do we feel about the Monster Mash parody cuz I kind of loved it. I loved it. It I I love the Monster Mash. So anything Monster Mash adjacent is wonderful to me. Cuz I I also really love the fact that they they really like like lampshade it and be like uh leela's like it makes no sense while you're helping mecha hermes and bender's like hey what's that catchy beat (laughs) and i also i love the fact because again reading my brain because it gets to the like chorus and he's harmonizing with himself and i'm like wait what and then amy's like does anyone find it weird that he's like harmonizing with himself and like stop reading my mind futurama and amy is like so like getting angry about it and i that joke no i get it if somebody was like they walk into a room and they start singing and they're harmonizing with themselves. Wait, when you say they walk into the room, was it late one night? Late one night, because I was working in my lab sure. late one night, and then they walk into the room mm-hmm. and that's what start, you called the living uh-huh. room and where you watch the uh-huh. Futurama. Anyways, the Monster Mash parody <laughs> is very good. I have a lot to say about the Monster Mash, apparently. That's so. for a different podcast. That's the Ben talking about Monster Mash podcast. So uh Monster Mash Minute by Minute podcast. <laughs> the worst podcast so um anyways after all of this zoidberg takes out mecha hermes brain his human brain and everyone's like why would you do that what have you done and then zoidberg in a very clever move is like no don't you see and he pops the brain back into little hermes body Mm -hmm. and he basically just revives hermes yeah which is a very clever move on zoidberg absolutely clever it's 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 almost like it's almost like he planned most of it, but he did say he was going to try to eat Hermes. So the the flesh of Hermes. So I mean, you've got your w- w- you've got plan A, mm-hmm. which is to eat your dead friend's body. Mm-hmm. But when it's too spicy, gotta go plan B. You go with plan B, which is to collect every bit and then revive him. Mm-hmm. So you know he had a whole plan structure. It's just plan A didn't work out because mm-hmm. of that spicy. Fair enough. Uh, Hermes uh, apologized to his family. He he lost control, but he sees now. If you can't be men enough with your own parts, no machinery will help. Mm-hmm. 
But at that point, somehow the Mecha Hermes, even without a brain, mm-hmm. manages to grab the robot brain, install it. Mecha Hermes is now just a really big Roberto. He even mashes his face into a Roberto shape. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of starts att- attempting to stab people with a key. Mm-hmm. And, and they, he catches Hermes and peels a little bit of skin off. and Which it, was pretty gross. Hermes says, at least Zoidberg didn't reconnect my nerves. It's still pretty gross. That's fair. I mean, we've seen some pretty gross stuff with Hermes as, you know, he his head got cut off at one point. It's not like, see, here's the thing. Okay. If my head gets cut off, I'm dead. Like, I don't love it. But like, That's what do I care? That's not what we saw in Futurama, though. What, what do I care? Hermes was fine. If somebody, was jar, if somebody literally peels my skin off, I don't want to think about that. Fair. Like, not nah, dog. That is, uh, it's, that's rough. That's too much for me. That's like, it, it was, it was gross. Okay. I I won't press on this. Um, okay. It's it's funny like, how, how many no- lines we have seen Futurama just come up to and like cross for you. Mm-hmm. And mine is, don't peel off Hermes' skin. That's gross. That's fair. Like, I'm, we all have to have different lines, and I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to push the issue further for you, my friend. So, anyways, Roberto peels off a little bit of Hermes' skin, which in my notes, parentheses, gross, and then uh, eats it. But because of that, that spicy curry goat, uh, Roberto literally melts into a molten pile of metal. Fortunately, it leaves the keys that they need to get, to get out. I don't know what those keys are made out of, but... Uh, Plot armor, apparently. Or apparently, Hermes stomach lining. Ah, nice. Anyways, at that point, they... they uh, mel- Roberto's melted. They've got the keys. Everyone's fine. Yeah, LaBarber's like, don't you think Zoidberg uh, requires thanking? And Hermes pulls her aside and like, but I hate him. And so... LaBarber says, we all do, but fair is fair. So Hermes is like, you know, thank you. Um, you know, and we haven't always been friends and and uh in fact we've never been friends and you know, but it still means a lot. Yeah, I appreciate what you did, so thank you. And Zoberg's like, We've never been friends? What a zinger. And then uh kind of goes back to the the insult comedy and says, You've acted like a big jerk. You are selfish and stupid and don't deserve a wife like LaBarbara or a friend like Zoiberg. Bender laughs. Yeah, so he roasts Hermes, and he's like, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here forever. And then he self-harmonizes with himself. And Amy is mad again. As he sings his way out the door. And that's where the episode ends, and that means it is time for... Grades. I like this episode. It's goofy and weird, and I I recognize that it has some squicky parts uh, with, with... I, I was I was describing it on on my drive home with friend of the podcast Emma, and she was and I was kind of explaining how Zoidberg realizes that Hermes isn't Hermes anymore. I'm like, oh, Hermes is just not great to Zoidberg, huh? Yeah. I mean, and and that being a joke is kind of like, you know, like the insults are kind of mean, and then like the comedy is like the the insult back at him, so it's kind of like. Not recontextualizing, but, you know, bringing internally and doing it themselves. So that's uh, internalizing it. And that's kind of played for a laugh, but it's kind of sad in a way. Um, but other than that, I think it's a great episode. Um, it's just it it feels weird, but it, it feels true to the characters that they'd re- interact in this way. And Zoidberg would recognize that things are changing. Um, and I really love some of the visual bits of, you know, this... 
the Cylon eye and other pieces. Uh-huh. Uh, Cylon dick. I really, I, I enjoyed it. It's It's got some weird parts and it's definitely got the weird skin peeling part. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. But I, I think the jokes are pretty good. I think it's a very enjoyable episode. I would give it a, uh, a B plus. Okay. So Futurama has two different modes that I really love. It's got a lot of different modes, but it's got yeah. two that I really love. One is the, I've talked about it all the time. It's the heartfelt, surprisingly sentimental stuff. But then it's also got this like, just, it's it's silly and weird and uh, kind of irreverent in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but also very clever in a lot of ways. And I think this episode hits that second bucket really well because it is silly and weird hermes going off and and replacing his whole body uh with uh robotics like okay cool that's weird and whatever but you get a lot of fun clever moments uh zoidberg gets to be really clever yeah which is not something Um, we see a whole lot we get a whole monster mash uh parody so good we get that professor like harvesting the power of of the heavens like just a lot of great jokes that all land really well. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy pretty much everything about this episode. And yeah, I mean, it's it's everything that that I love about the non-sentimental side of Futurama. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think I have to give it an A. I think it's great. And it's it's a fun return to like the real glory of the comedy of Futurama which I don't feel like we've gotten for a little while in this sure. in this show. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Fair enough. Um, I, I think we both pretty much agree it's good. I think it's just the disagreement on the relationship of Hermes and Zoidberg, I think. I mean, yes, but it's, it's that, also that, sort of well, the Zoidberg lot in life, though. Sure, but it, it, it gets to a point where it feels like too mean for me, at least. Okay. I, I recognize that we have different levels of... of um, accepting how mean shows get because we've talked about it's always sunny and i uh-huh. can't deal with that and you're love it and probably the same for the you're the worst i believe uh-huh oh yeah 100 so, so i think that's just an indication of our different tolerances for that kind of thing okay um but yeah i thought it was great and we I, and i think it's great too would like to know what you think if it was great if it was too mean not mean enough if you liked it if you like ventriloquism if you're a ventriloquist or they're dummy mm-hmm. we want to hear all of these things um i don't remember what else we talked about in this episode monster mash definitely monster about, mash let's talk a lot about the monster mash send mike some monster mash tweets oh i'd love that um also it, remember you can buy bttf coin by sending a self <laughs> self-addressed stamped envelope to the space needle in six to eight weeks you'll get a uuid which is your bitcoin or your, I'm sorry, uh-huh. BTTF you keep, point. You keep saying that word. Just, and um, no, Nobody said mm-hmm. anything. That yeah, I, I imagine you'll be editing that out so I don't, I'm not accidentally <laughs> selling Bitcoin. So that's not what I'm doing here. Uh, so yeah, uh, we want to know all that stuff and more. So there are multiple ways that you can do that aside from sending a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Space Needle. You can contact us by email, the electronic version of mail, by sending that to Back to the Futurama... <laughs> back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com not even gonna mention it what you just did there (laughs) oh man uh you can tweet it back to futurama you can find us on facebook at uh, it's the the (laughs) The electronic electronic book of faces faces. 
at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. You got me again. Oh, I forgot what's next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there. Review us. Review us. Revi- I'm so distracted by the electronic <laughs> book of faces. Find us there. Review us. Rate us. Subscribe and send to your friends. And let's all join the electronic book of faces together. <laughs> I think that's going to do it from us here at, yeah, at I think that's Back about to the right. Futurama Enterprises. We've got a whole lot of uh, money stuff to do, apparently, because Mike <laughs> just decided that unilaterally, and I'm fine with it. So exactly. until then, we will see you next week. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.